Hello, welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in March 6th, 2022. I've had a crazy busy week. Um, I've carried on writing Trial of Thieves. So I am getting, I'm nearly at the midpoint now, a few scenes away, uh, definitely a few things going on, a lot of tension, a lot of bickering. Um, a few things that have been set are about to flip and just go wrong. So that is always a good point in a book for me. I love the midpoint. And now there's a lot of authors who are like, oh, I hate writing in the middle. It's like, no, this is the point where everything flips, where there's a big game changer coming. So I always like to write towards the midpoint as a big point in the book. Um, so I got the prequel back to the Ravenglass Legends. So this is going to be my next series. I know I need to finish the Dawn of Assassin series, but I've got this one done. Um, I don't know if you remember me saying way back, that this is one that came to me in a dream. This whole kind of series, well, at least the first novel, came to me fully formed in my head. So I'm going to write that. I've also got this prequel now, so I can sit on that now. And then when the first book's ready, I will obviously get that out to people on my newsletter and give it away for free, hopefully get people interested in the series. So it is set probably about 800 years before the events of the Ravenglass Chronicles, something like that. So, you know, it's it's uh, definitely got an older feel and it kind of, I always said it's got like a bit of a bridge between my Dawn of Assassins and Ravenglass Chronicles stuff. So there's a lot of the stuff that people seem to like about both those series. And obviously it's a, a very in the past prequel. So there will be stuff in that series that kind of links and there is a main character from the Ravenglass Chronicles that makes an appearance. So you should probably be able to guess who that is, as it's a non-human character. Um, so uh, last weekend, I took part in the Association of Speakers Club's West Pennine uh, speech competition. And I won. So I got first prize. So all the coaching and everything that I've been doing with public speaking, I did a speech and I won a prize. So I've got a trophy that you know, I think you can probably crush a small dog with it. Not that I would want to, but um, no, that was cool. That was very cool. You know, I don't usually go for competitions and things like that, but, you know, I thought, why, whatever, let's do it. See how far I can get. So that means that on Sunday this week, I'll be traveling down to Preston and taking part in the Northwest competition. So no doubt the competition will be tougher because obviously it's people from the different areas in the northwest who have won their respective competitions so also this week i got on tiktok now i say i'm on tiktok what i mean is my wife is doing my tiktok <laughs> um and what she's doing and it's quite fun to be honest is she seems to be interrupting me when i'm doing my work saying hey john and asking me some random questions about what i'm doing so it's fun and it's probably a bit less uh stilted maybe than some of these videos you know because obviously i'm i like my wife i like talking to her and you know it's more natural more back and forth so that's good um i also took part in a q a this week on a facebook live on the what was it the fantasy sci-fi focus facebook group so this was cool answered a bunch of questions got to read the story um so if you're listening to this on a podcast, you will be able to hear that after this. If you're watching on YouTube, then just look at my other videos and it will be there. Um, I soft launched a new podcast. 
So if you're an author, um, you might be interested in this. This is called the Indie Author Mastermind. So it's a, let me see, what would you call it? A multi-platform podcast video. So I'm everywhere. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, podcast. So it's in lots of places and I'm hoping to build up that audience. So if you can help me out by subscribing to Indie Author Mastermind on Facebook. So just hit like on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Indie Author Mastermind. That would be awesome. Um, I, In terms of reading, I finished the Tawny Man trilogy by Robin Hobb. Really enjoyed that series. Not sure if I'm going to read any more in that. I think I read the last kind of trilogy of those uh, three trilogies, whatever you'd call that. Uh, not too long ago so all the story is still fresh in my head so I think I'm just going on to all the stuff now um, I read a I don't know what you'd call it it's kind of quasi-fiction non-fiction pseudo-science I don't know but I read a book called Morning of the Magicians which was from the 1960s and it's about esotericism and occultism and things like that now I know a lot of the stuff in there is let's say, inaccurate, <laughs> uh, not not true, but doesn't matter. It's all story fuel for me. So really enjoyed that. bit wacky at points and a bit out there, but definitely worth reading if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I'm also about halfway through a book called Character by Robert McKee. So he's a, what do you call him, like a film doctor, a script doctor, I think he is. I think that's his, what he does, but he's an expert on story. Now, I've really enjoyed his other books. He did one called Story, one called Dialogue did this new one called character so i'm really into that um i'm just trying to work out what his next book would be i think he's basically running out of different things to talk about um but yeah his series of stuff is definitely recommended even if you're not writing screenplays and things like that so next week plan carry on with trial of thieves um i've got a few interviews to do kind of podcasts and blogs and things like that so hopefully more on that soon um, and then I'm just doing stuff with this Indie Author Mastermind. I'm trying to get a video out every day at the moment. Some of them I've recorded a while ago, but irrelevant. So I'm just putting those up on the feed. Um, and then I'm just going to try and arrange doing interviews with other authors who are really good at something very specific. <laughs> so if you're an author and you're very good at something very specific, let me know. So that would be great. So until next time, cheerio. Hi everyone, it's uh, John Cronshaw here. Um, I'm going to do a live Q&A, so I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. Um, if you're not familiar with me, I'm the author of several books. I've written five post-apocalyptic novels, uh, 21 fantasy novellas, and I've got a new fantasy novel that has recently come out called Dawn of Assassins. So you might be familiar with my Ravenglass Chronicles and things like that. Um, so I've been sent a bunch of questions to answer. So I am going to do that. Um, first question I've got is, when did you know you wanted to write fantasy and describe your journey that led to the publication of the Ravenglass Chronicles? 
so all my life I've known I've wanted to be a writer. Um, I remember vividly my mum reading fantasy books to me when I was a kid. So things like The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis, you know, The Chronicles of Narnia. Um, Roald Dahl's The Witches, uh, Ted Hughes's The Iron Man, all those kinds of stories, they stuck with me. Even Thomas the Tank Engine, you know, who who doesn't love um, basically humans trapped in train forms? How can that not haunt your dreams? Um, so I have been wanting to write this kind of stuff since I was a kid. I used to write stupid stories with my friends. Um, just always been writing, writing lyrics, writing screenplays, comedies, um, writing songs. So it's just always been a part of me, this writing thing. Um, now with the actual, uh, what would you call it, the fiction stuff, I mean, I started off doing journalism and then I wrote a novel called The Slip, which is terrible and will never get published. And then I wrote another novel, which I abandoned. And I wrote one called Wizard of the Wasteland. Now, this was a post-apocalyptic novel, but because I love fantasy so much, it's basically a kind of secondary world, maybe. There's a lot of stuff in there that is kind of building on fantasy tropes. You know, it's got the kind of hero's journey thing. Um, so I wrote four books in that series. I wrote a couple of game lit novels. Um, and these were more of just a meditation on disability. These were kind of books I had to write, if you know what I mean. And then the fantasy stuff. So I'm basically writing in a world that I've been creating for, I don't know, must be more than a decade now. Um, so this is the Ravenglass universe. And obviously I've written the Ravenglass Chronicles. That's complete. That's a 21 novella epic series. It's huge. It'll take you ages to read. And I've also written the first spin-off in that world, which is called Dawn of Assassins. Look at that cover. Isn't it awesome? Um, so I, I wrote this. I going to write more stories in this universe. I've already written the prequel to a series that I'm probably going to call something like Ravenglass Legends, I don't know. But Ravenglass Chronicles, you know, that's set um, kind of high fantasy medieval stuff. And then, uh, what is it? Dawn of Assassins a few hundred years later. So I'll get to have some cool elements, kind of more steampunky. And then this new series I'm working on is almost like an Anglo-Saxon vibe. So a lot of stuff going on with that. Uh, so, sorry, questions. Yes, that's why I'm here. Uh, so, second question is tell us about the Ravenglass Chronicles and give the community some insight into the best way to tackle your prolific output. Now, I don't consider myself prolific. I look at authors like, you know, Andy Pelequin or Lindsay Brocker and I think, my goodness, I wish I could write as many books as they do, but I don't. Um, so, where do you start? I mean, the Ravenglass Chronicles is a big series it's a big commitment you know it's 21 novellas 22 if you include the prequel i would actually start with dawn of assassins as i say that book it's it's not you know it's not a big chihuahua stopper um it will yeah it's, it's just a, it's setting it's setting the world if you like that world if you like the feel then i mean dawn of assassins is kind of more gritty slightly more gritty than the ravenglass chronicles um but ravenglass chronicles is easy kind of typical uh, kind of high fantasy adventure stuff. So it's basically about a starts off bratty princess. She's not actually that likable as a character, I'll be honest, to start with. But as she grows, as she develops, as she becomes kind of a person suitable for being an empress, then that is, 
you know that that's where the story is in that um now what i did with that is uh, i decided to do i suppose what you'd call a, a concept album so this is like you know you had kind of prog rock stuff in the 1970s and the, like bands like rush and things like that and i'd have albums that were all based on concept i wanted to do the same thing with fiction so i did a uh, a concept uh, series that is basically i wanted to write a novella that was inspired by every card in the tarot's major arcana now this is 21 22 books so 22 if you include the full which is the kind of free prequel thing that you get when you sign up to the newsletter um but this series it was you know a brainstorm the series brainstorm each episode based on what the tarot card dictated so you know it is a single adventure kind of journey for this one character the the princess catherine but it goes kind of it, it went all over the place with the story but when when you kind of go up and look down on it, it it works as a kind of hero's journey structure so i'm really pleased with just the kind of how that worked with the tarot um and it, it just helped with just injecting a bit of randomness and a bit of kind of um what would you say like kind of archetypal feel to it you know it had these elements that kind of felt deeper and things like that i mean maybe it was just me because i was writing it and drawing these images and drawing on this kind of ancient stuff so that was very cool um i mean yeah with the with the latest series i mean that isn't inspired by the tarot in the same way i mean i still use the tarot cards sometimes to kind of give me ideas and things like that but that one was definitely a uh just a, just an idea to <laughs> do something mad, which, which, you know, if it didn't work after 10 books, I mean, that, that would have been a bit annoying, but luckily it did. Um, so questions, yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some of your influences, both from a personal life and the media that have made the way into your writing? Um, I don't know. Ev everything kind of comes in. Everything I experience kind of funnels into my head and it infects my dreams and it turns into ideas and um you know just little things like where i live i live in morecambe in england which is basically a little uh, coastal town and near where we live we've got these anglo-saxon graves that are carved into the cliff out of the rock and there's just loads of little things like that little details where that i see around the world and things where i just think oh wouldn't it be cool if that happened or this was used for this or and and this has happened loads um and it's just tiny little details little cool things that then turn into something else and get twisted and warped and um kind of form part of the story so um it, yeah I, I suppose it's just the, the influences i mean you know with the pandemic and stuff it's like i learned a lot about myself in terms of um what i need as a writer and one of the things i need is to meet people and to get out there and to explore places explore castles uh, go abroad, uh, go to, I don't know, museums and art galleries and, you know, experience things like that. And nearly two years without that, that was hard. That was hard. Um, but, you know, as as we hopefully looking like we're getting out of stuff, um, I mean, in the UK, you know, there's no more restrictions now. So that hopefully that'll stay and I'll be able to go and, you know, renew my uh, English heritage membership and things like that. Go and visit some stone circles and some castles and whatever. Um, Sorry, there's another part to this question, isn't there, which is about the media. Um, as I say, I mean, I don't watch much TV, much films. Um, I've got like 5% vision in this eye. This eye is shot. So 
I mean, I do watch some TV. I mean, I recently watched Afterlife, which I thought the first series of that was some of the best writing you will find. Um, but books, I listen. I must listen to like hundred and something odd books a year, maybe more. Um, and a lot of those are just kind of fantasy stuff. So I, I don't know. Or I mean, I, I really like Andy Pelliquin. You know, he's on next, and um, R.J. Barker really like his stuff. Um, Linda Brocker, she's done some cool stuff. Um, Robin Hobb, Gene Wolfe, Terry Pratchett, you know, Scott Lynch, Brian McClellan, Brandon Sanderson, all the all the obvious fantasy people, I would say. There's some really cool stuff out there. And I think that all uh, inspires me. And and stuff like historical fiction as well. You know, I love uh, Bernard Cornwell's Anglo-Saxon Chronicles and things like that. So, you know, there's um, a thing I do every day, which is I read a short story and a poem and an essay. And with the short stories, you know, I, main, I mainly read fantasy for novels and things like that. But for the short stories, I'll try and read stuff from the New Yorker. Uh, so literary stuff, or I'll read horror, I'll read fantasy, sci-fi, mystery. You know, I just kind of have a lot of ideas coming in from all these different genres. So that is that is very cool. Okay, so next question. Um, who, who has been your favourite character to write in the series and why? Which character has been challenging for to write and why? Okay, so the favourite character at the moment is Lev. So Lev is in my Dawn of Assassins series. Um, he's just a lot of fun to write. He's like an amalgamation of some of our friends. Um, he's just into banter, but he's also got that kind of, um, you know, I grew up on a council estate in the Midlands, which is, you know, it's a bit of a rough area, a lot of uh, deprivation, a lot of drug addiction, a lot of unemployment. And there were, I don't know what you'd call them, like geezers, gangsters, uh, people who'd walk around thinking they were the cock of the walk. And I kind of based that character loosely on those kind of people. And I really like his dialogue. I really like his motivations. I like how in the second book that I'm writing at the moment, there's, there's actually more layers to his character that are coming out. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I, a character which is most challenging for me to write I don't know about that one because I like to write characters I like and this might you know every character I write if, if I find them challenging or boring or something like that then they just get jettisoned um, I don't know um, that's a hard one The I did write I mean I mentioned it this um, game lit series which was about um, coming to terms with blindness so you know I'm going blind I've got a condition called retinitis pigmentosa and the main character in that series he's going well he's basically gone through the same thing he's lost his sight and writing the real world scenes in that where you know you had person coming to terms with blindness dealing with people dealing with the kind of societal stuff you know that was really hard that was really raw and there were a lot of like real emotions in that so I think that was that was the most challenging thing I wrote in terms of just being a bit close to the bone character-wise. Because, um, you know, he's, he's not me, but there's a lot of, um, what would you say, just kind of similar issues and similar kind of views on disability and the treatment of disabled people in British society and things like that. So, you know, that was, it was cathartic. It, it was a book that I felt like I needed to write. I mean, granted, it doesn't sell very well. <laughs> when you do something that is a bit of a mashup of genres and a bit of an obscure subject but it's one of those ones where you know it was it was challenging but it was definitely worth doing 
Um, so next question, what's next for you? Describe some of your plans for the coming year. Okay, so I'm writing Trial of Thieves, which is book two of the Dawn of Assassin series. I'm about halfway through that. And because of the way I write, I'm, you know, I am halfway through that book. So I do a method called cycling, which is basically I write the scene, I rewrite the scene, I proofread the scene, and then it's pretty much ready to go to the editor. Um, so I'm working on that. I should have that done, hopefully by Easter. That's my ambition. Um, I've just written, well, in fact, my editor has just sent it back to me, which is a prequel to a new series, which I'm calling Ravenglass Legends. So this is set, I don't know, about 800 years before the events of the Ravenglass Chronicles. So it's going to show how a lot of the stuff in the Ravenglass Chronicles gets started. So it's got, um, you know, the Empire arriving on shores. It's got the um, formation of the Guardians and things like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And there's also a character who appears in the Ravenglass Chronicles who is also going to appear in that as a uh, significant role, which I'm looking forward to because... He's one of my favourite characters to write. Um, so, where are we at? Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose that is it. I'm also, I've also been doing a lot of stuff on the side, building a kind of second business podcast thing. So, I really want to help indie authors. So, I've, I've launched a thing called Indie Author Mastermind. Um, it's just in the kind of early stages at the moment, but it is basically podcast, video series, that kind of thing. You know, I've been doing this full-time since 2017 and I know a lot about how to make a sustainable full-time income from writing so I want to share that you know and it's not going to be me charging 800 pounds for a course it's going to be me sharing the information and uh, hopefully bringing people along with me on that ride so that should be good hopefully <laughs> we shall see um so question final question what advice would you offer to a new and inspiring writers? Um, I'd say if you're writing stuff, stop calling yourself an aspiring writer. You know, write. That's that's the main thing. Um, the key, I think, to what would you say? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of advice. I think there's a lot of people with a lot of advice in writing, a lot of rules in writing, and they've all been broken, and they've all been broken well. And everyone does things differently. So, you know, what what can I give? I mean, I suppose the main one, the, the one that does go against a lot of the um, stuff that you hear in, in creative writing classes and things like that is, you know, story is king. Story is king. Above everything else, story. You know, your writing can be mediocre um, on a sentence level, but if you can tell a good story, then... That is how you're going to succeed. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of authors you can think of who've done really well, who've sold a lot of books, maybe involving bondage and billionaires. And let's just say their prose isn't the best, but they tell a story that hooks readers. Um, you know, there's some, there's an author who wrote a series of books about an archaeological mysteries. You know, a symbologist, whatever that means. I don't even know if that's a real subject. Um, but those books, they're not great writing. But my goodness, they drag you through and they're just a good story, good read. Um, so don't underestimate story. And also because, you know, based on this idea is don't just see yourself as a writer of books. Um, we're in just the golden age of, of content. You know, there's podcasts, 
there's uh, movies. Make your own movies. Make your own podcasts. Make your own books. It's great. Uh, the gatekeepers have gone. Or at least they're there. The gatekeepers are still there, guarding the gates. But, you know, just next to them, the wall's been knocked down. So just go inside. Choose choose a different thing. Choose different mediums to work in. You know, write for video games. Write for anything. Just get your stories out there, because I think that is the most important thing. You know, we're all about stories. We are wired for story as a species. And, yeah, that's it. Just focus on your stories. Get good at story. Learn about story. Read stories. Get obsessed with stories. If you're obsessed with stories, I don't think you'll be able to tell a bad story. And if you do, then you can write another one and keep telling them because that's how you get good. You know, you can write a million. What is it? There's a a Ray Bradbury thing where he talks about, you know, write a short story every week. And one of them's going to be good. You know, (laughs) not going to be terrible. So just practice, do the writing. Um, You know, I was watching the uh, Nathan Tudor's thing before this and he, he he just had the perfect thing which is you just write you know a few hundred words a day develop a habit and that's it that's all you need to do and um sorry I'm going on a bit here with my rambling but the other thing is that um writing's a bit of a weird one it's uh if you pick up a guitar and start playing music start writing tunes you don't get people asking you oh when are you going to release your album when you start writing People go, oh, when are you going to publish your book? It's like, just write for the joy of it. There's a lot of joy in writing. So just, just do that. Tell stories. Um, so, yeah, so that that's the questions. Um, I think, uh, what is it? I'm just going to look at the comments now. Uh, let's have a look. Michael. Hi, John. Hello, Michael. Um, David Green. Hello, David. Good to speak to you the other day. Uh, he's saying, hey, John, tearing through your books at the moment. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, looking forward to the podcast. Yes, we did a podcast together. And uh, yeah, or, or are you on about the podcast I did? I don't know. Either way. Either way, they're always good. So yeah, check out check out David's YouTube thing. What are you selling? Some good episodes on there. Um, so I'm going to read a little story, actually. Um, now... It's, let me think, it's uh, it's not in any of my series, it's just a, a short piece of fiction, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. It's called Eating. <clears throat> Grandma was delicious. It was probably the paprika that gave her that extra bite. A funeral was boring, but once the vicar had finished telling us about a woman he'd never met, the eating was wonderful. It's a tradition in our family to specify a recipe as part of your will. To share yourself with your neighbours and loved ones brings everyone closer together. It's nice. I've opted for a rosemary crust and three bean salad. I just wish I could be there to enjoy it. I guess it's when things get a bit impersonal. That I start to feel a bit weird about it all. Take today. I had a great conversation with my cousin about Led Zeppelin's early albums while preparing Grandma's marinade. I never knew we had the same taste in, in music, I mean. The last time we'd spoken was at Uncle Jeff's eating. He'd gone for the full-on Cajun spice flash fry. It was probably terrible for us, but it was so tasty. 
a real treat. But then I think about the woman who lived near my mother. She's dead now. She had no kids or relatives. I don't even think she had any friends. She was very isolated, very lonely. It was very sad. Once the pathologist was done bagging and tagging, her body was sent in small parcels to local food banks to feed the poor. Now, let me be clear. I don't have a problem with this per se, but you have to admit there's something sad about the whole arrangement. It shouldn't just be about recycling. It's like there was this fire at that nursery. They couldn't tell one toddler from another. And let's be honest, no one wants to eat some stranger's kid. So they scraped up the charred remains and shipped them off to feed prisoners. I didn't really like that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I mean, I get that it's a good thing. And I'm probably just being sentimental. You know, my cousin, he he said I was being a snob. So maybe it's just me. I found out recently that my great aunt Maud is dying final stages and all that. It's sad, but she has opted to be stir fried in walnut oil with garlic, chilli and ginger. So that should be nice. I just hope she hurries up because I know she'll taste better than grandma. Right. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that story. That was called Eating. Just a bit of a flash fiction. A bit dark, I know. But what can you do? Um, So, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed me answering your questions and all that stuff. Um, You can follow me on Facebook. It's John Cronshaw Author. That's my Facebook page. I'm also on the YouTube. That's John Cronshaw Author as well. So find me there i also do a weekly author diary podcast so i've been doing that now since october 2017 every week sit down record what i've been doing with my writing stuff so if you want to follow a weird and zigzag journey you know start with episode one and go god you've got better at talking john um and then what else oh yeah i'm doing instagram now for some reason that's john cronshaw author and my wife has set up a TikTok for me at John Cronshaw Author where she's just harassing me. So she comes up to me and badges me and I answer her questions. So I don't know if anyone's interested in watching that kind of thing, but apparently people are, so who knows? Um so yeah, I don't know. I think that'll do for now. I think I've answered your questions and you know I'm looking forward to watching Andy's thing later on that should be good i do like his assassin books so that should be good so uh yeah so until next time cheerio <laughs>